welcome to the Healthy Catholic Moms podcast, where we make moving and nourishing our bodies a priority so that we not only fulfill our vocations, but excel in our callings. I'm Brittany Pearson, a Catholic wife, mom, and personal trainer, and I'm here to help you build healthy habits that actually fit your life. I am here to teach you how to get the results that you want and maintain the results that you want without spending hours at the gym or meal prepping all weekend long. I understand. I am right here with you, getting my workouts done in the nooks and crannies of time, looking up recipes while nursing babies, and trying to prioritize my own health amidst everything else going on. But I have really good news for you. You can get the results you want in less time without doing hours of cardio and restrictive dieting. I am going to teach you how to use strength training and eating in a macro-balanced way to get you feeling so good in your skin, full of energy, and strong to carry out your life, okay? (laughs) On this podcast, we'll delve into how to lose fat in a simple, sustainable way, what your workouts and nutrition should look like during different seasons of life, like during pregnancy and postpartum times, We'll also discuss healthy, quick meals and how to get them on the table, make food that kids will actually want to eat, mom hacks for making your day run more smoothly, and so much more. All the while with continuous encouragement to stay the course and live with discipline. This is a place where we're striving to steward our bodies well in order to joyfully serve. I am so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, ladies. How are you? I hope you're having a great day and a great start to March. I can't believe it's March already. Uh, We're actually almost, you know, a quarter of the way through the year. So it's a great time to think about those goals and things that you wanted to accomplish this year or maybe set into motion or a couple months in. So good time to kind of take stock of that. And this March, we are kicking off in the Chasing Greatness group with a leg focus, a specific lower body strength focus. We, as always, are doing full body strength as well and some cardio and things interwoven, be talking about a new focus area regarding to some field of health and fitness. It's a fun time. We've added in some live workouts and things like that. So you can join us anytime going over to HealthyCatholicMoms.com. I'm also going to have a new beginner challenge coming up pretty soon. All right. (laughs) Taking enrollment for that very soon. So That's kind of what's going on here in the community. And as you know, if you clicked on this episode today, it's a spicy little topic a little bit. And all right, especially if it's your first listen, welcome. And we're just buckling up and diving in. This is something I've been thinking about. And as always, when I'm talking about it on here and with you ladies, it's because I've been pondering it myself and what that looks like through the ages and relationships and health and fitness and longevity. These things have been on my mind a lot. So First and foremost, I want to say, absolutely, yes, your husband should love and cherish you regardless of really anything, right? When we spoke our wedding vows, we promised to love, honor, and obey that person through sickness and health, um, good times and bad, rich or poor, all of that, right? And 100% believe in that fully, wholeheartedly. Marriage is such a beautiful union and gift of self. It's Also true that, again, your husband should desire you and treat you, you know, like a princess or however you want to, you know, say it, not adore you or anything like that. But you know what I mean? Your husband should revere you and honor honor and respect you as well, regardless of anything physical, right, or or anything even, you know, mental or whatever that you might be struggling with. 
and this goes both ways. So I'm talking regardless of size, stretch marks, all these things, right? There should be that absolute treatment and, you know, no one should ever treat anyone else, spouse or otherwise, differently because of the way they look or the way that they are mentally or anything like that, right? We're all in agreement there. And this absolutely goes both ways. You know, you should love your husband and respect him and honor him the same if he was a super lean, buff machine or if he's several hundred pounds overweight, right? You wouldn't treat him any differently. You shouldn't shame him at all. Like these are very basic things I want to start out by saying. I do think, and there are absolutely one more, not even a disclaimer, these are just facts. You know, there are absolute tragedies like illnesses and injury that can be totally out of our control, right? So I could be saying like, you know, yes, my husband should love me no matter what, but I'm going to do my best to try to present, you know, the best physical, mental, spiritual appearance, emotional appearance that I can for him, not appearance, but truly be that person. And then, you know, something absolutely devastating could happen and I get very sick and gain a lot of weight or lose a lot of weight or, and again, this goes both ways, okay? So I am understanding and, you know, saying that right here and up front that on both ends of marriage or in any relationship, like there's room for that and that stuff happens. And would I love my husband any less if he was frail and was undergoing cancer and was 99 pounds? Absolutely not. Would I treat him any differently? Absolutely not. Okay, so you've got all that out there, and hopefully I don't have any very angry DMs accusing me of that, that I don't, you know, understand how marriage is supposed to work. I very much do. I also think, so not but, this is not about, this isn't also, I think it's also true that we should be presenting our best selves to our spouse in every area, right? This is from hygiene and personal grooming, right? To exercise and nutrition, to fashion, to anything, right? We do not need, I think there has been such a huge push in culture and through the years uh, for women, you know, to feel the pressure of looking like a model and like, okay, well, this is so unrealistic to expect us to, you know, not age and never gray and never put on a pound and like really unrealistic expectations, that I think the pendulum has swung heavy the other way of don't do anything for your husband. Don't do anything for your spouse. Like everything you do should be for you. First of all, there's that other huge push in like feminism, but then also your husband just has to deal with it. So it's almost like, and you see this in commercials and just the way things are presented a lot, like, you know, don't uh, through Taylor Swift songs, right? (laughs) You don't have to buy yourself flowers or whatever, or your husband doesn't have to buy you flowers. You can buy your own flowers and things like that. But really it does permeate our culture of first, like that kind of mode of the I do it for myself attitude. Like I don't dress for, you know, I'm just quoting more Taylor Swift songs, but you don't, you know, you're not dressing for your husband. You're not dressing for this person, that person. You're dressing, you know, just for yourself or how you feel or whatever. And I do have a problem with that. It's kind of funny. I thought of this in just a funny way because there's a lot of, you know, beauty and self-care things that basically require you to look like an alien at nighttime. (laughs) Bear with me. I feel like, what is she talking about? You know, you can get really sucked into it. Just I'm purely basing this off my Instagram ads, like those crazy hair things that are, you know, do the heatless curls. And some of you are like, yeah, I have one. And some of you are like, I've never heard of this. What is she talking about? And then you can get, you know, little under eye like gel puff bags that you put on or, you know, obviously other basic things that we sometimes have to wear at night, like retainers or whatever. But it's just very funny. I've seen very elaborate night setups where the way 
women could go to bed with a, a crazy thing in your hair and the this and the that and these things on your face and the this and and versus how we try to look in the day I was thinking about it I'm like well who are you trying so hard to look good for in the day if if in a traditional you know setup like going off my own my husband and I are not together all day long we don't work together or anything like that so I might look great walking around you know in my daily life hair curled and this and that great non-puffy eyes and then he gets home I get comfy and that's the version he gets like we should be giving our spouses the best version and I know that was a little bit of a tangent because you might be like Brittany but some of those overnight beauty treatments are really great I'm not knocking the overnight beauty treatments but I think in general there's a like don't you know there was such a swing to you don't have to do that for your husband your husband should love you no matter what and he should and that's you know what I got right out in the open but then there's the and conversation. And it's really great if you also could throw on a little lipstick and fluff your hair before he walks in the door. You know, there really is that side that I think the big push for feminism has really, in my opinion, because this is straying a little bit out of, you know, my expertise of health and fitness, that I think we've just gotten away from that and viewed it as a negative. Like if you try to look good for your spouse, it's like, why, why do that? Why bother? He needs to, you know, love me the way I am. And again, yes, we've clarified that. Yes, he should. Well, I do think it's important to present our best selves to our spouse. And I think that this is very applicable to my workouts and to just the way I feed my body and move my body, that if I am thinking of how I can best love my spouse and show up for my spouse, sometimes that's a bigger driving force for me than for myself. It's something that a lot of people again, in this day and age or whatever, would scoff at of like, oh, you work out for your husband or like that we shouldn't say that. That is, you know, the rah-rah sisterhood, girl boss society that we are to say that you keep yourself, you know, healthy, physically, mentally, spiritually, and everything for someone else is like, oh my goodness, that's, no, you do it for yourself. You don't need to, you don't need to do things for other people. Do it for yourself. And I think it's very different to be setting out to prove something to people or we shouldn't be doing that. But again, just as a way of loving the person, I think it's it's almost like manners and things like that. Like, as, especially I'd mentioned like grooming, hygiene, but also again, the, the way you're presenting yourself physically in all the ways, it's like, what are manners there for? Manners are there to respect the people around you. And I think that this is just kind of a way of respecting and loving the people closest to you, especially the person that you, you know, stood before God and your family and friends and said that you put, will put first above anything. And I think that we don't really equate that of, oh, but like maybe I should work a little harder in maybe some different areas or deny my selfish wants at times in order to present the best version of myself to my spouse. And I do think there is a healthy range here and a super overboard range. If you've been with me a while, you know I'm always saying that. I always think the answer is in the middle. I personally, there's a ton of beauty. You could do every beauty treatment in the book, right? There, and I'm not here to really talk about that today, but you could get your nails done, get your eyebrows this, get your this, get your that, and take this really extreme and think like, well, am I again supposed to look 20 and present that version of myself to my husband? I don't think that's the answer. I also don't think the answer is to just say, well, he married me, he loves me for me, and he should love me for me. And I've had a lot of kids and I've had his kids and you know, hopefully his kids. And, you know, now it's just he's got to deal with what he's got kind of a thing. I think there's a middle road of, right, like what can we do with what we have? You know, what 
can we reasonably present as our best selves? I am clearly not presenting my husband with the 18% body fat that he married me at, right? And that's not realistic or attainable for me to do right now, nor I'll just add that for his sake, like, you know, we both were in the best shape of our lives when we got married. And both of us are, you know, in basic agreeance of like, that's not realistic. Like, is it attainable? Probably, but at extreme measures and at extreme cost to our relationships, both our own and to our children's, you know, in our family life, that would would just be, you know, silly. And that I don't think what we're called to in our vocations. But again, there's the also not just, well, we're not able to do that anymore. So now I'm going to present this really, you know, lazy version of myself that's not trying at all, right? That we threw it all out. We threw the baby out with the bathwater. So again, it helps me if I'm not motivated for myself to think, okay, well, I'm not really motivated to work out today, which most days I'm not. I'm not really feeling it, right? It's that I could do a lot of other things with this time, whatever. But if I do think of him and my long-term vision and my kids and my grandkids, you know, it's very important to have a why. And we hear that a lot. There's a lot of books about know your why, start with why. And it's supposed to be what keeps you going the days you don't feel like it. Well, I don't necessarily think of it like this every day, but I know that overall I want to be able to be an active grandparent, God willing, and I'm here for that. And, you know, I want to be active with my spouse through our older years as best we can, or even just be self-sufficient, be able to stand up from the couch. Like these are very basic things that I would love to do down the road that I don't want to be in jeopardy of not doing because I just chose another route. I just chose to not exert myself. So again, I think culture really is after husbands a lot of that, you know, husbands have to treat their wives like they're, you know, the the greatest of the great and super desirable. And there should be this push. I absolutely agree with that. But then I think you hear crickets when it comes to the wife's role in striving to be appealing to her husband. And also, I'm saying present your best self to your husband. This is in all the areas. And this also speaks to how much physical and mental health relate to each other and directly have direct consequences, right? So I personally am trying to, like I said, not present an 18% body fat version of myself that's stressed out all the time, not eating a lot of food, trying to maintain that, like wearing myself thin. I'm trying to present a happy, energetic, strong, confident wife who it manifests itself in so many ways. You know, when you're not feeling your best, when you're laying on the couch in sweatpants and you haven't shaved your legs in a month, okay, a week, <laughs> sometimes I go a week, right? And uh, you're eating a bunch of processed food, you're not moving your body, you're not getting outside. Do you think like now when it's time for date night or just any interaction, right? Are you like zipping around like, yeah, let's do it happy, joyful. And then especially think about a step further, like if and when it comes to like time to be intimate, are you like, yeah, like excited and and ready for that, you know, and, and offering your best self in that way too? Because a lot of these things just play into each other and off each other. You do physical exercise, you move your body, you're going to get endorphins. Endorphins literally are the feel-good hormone. You feel better after you've just gone for a walk or done a spin class or lifted weights or whatever. It's exhilarating. Your blood's flowing. Like This is actual science of you're making it easier on yourself mentally to be happy, joyful, energetic, all of these things just by fueling your body with real food, not processed food, and moving it, right? In a variety of ways. I'm not telling you there's one way. I do tell you very often what I think is the, you know, most sustainable way to over, you know, a long period of time sustain 
a certain level of body fat or change your body composition. And, and I've said that before, but if you're newer here, I believe through strength training, prioritizing strength training, and then cardio as it fits your life or as you enjoy. You could do no cardio. You could run three times a week. Like those things are up to you. But strength training is a really big piece of this for your metabolism and all of that, protecting your bones and all that good stuff. And then nutrition, I always promote 80-20. So 80% whole clean foods, 20% treats. So you can do all of this without being like very extreme. I just am here today to put that at the front of our minds of when you don't feel like it's necessary, it's worth it, it's whatever. You know, we say like, oh, I die for my husband. Like, great. But how, what are you presenting to him while you're alive? Like, right. We say, I die for my husband, but will you stop eating a sleeve of Girl Scout cookies every night for him? You know, and I'm not, this might be very controversial. And I don't, what I don't want it to come off as, is absolutely, I don't want it to come off as hurtful to anybody. I've struggled with emotional eating. I still struggle with emotional eating. I know that these are not, you might listen to this. If this is something you struggle with, think like, well, Brittany, it's not really fair to say I don't love my husband because I personally have this struggle. That's not at all what I'm trying to convey here. It's, it's if any area, right? If I was struggling with drinking too much, if I was struggling with watching too much TV, like whatever, these are all things that, you know, I think that to present our best selves to our spouse, we can work on. And it's not an overnight thing. It's not like, well, I've decided to be healthy for him. So now every single day I'm going to be 100% successful with this. Life's just not like that, right? It's slow and steady and progress does not look like overnight 180s, right? It's not a before and after like house transformation. It's, it's a slow and steady process. So what I believe and what I just wanted to present to you today to maybe think about, pray about is that we are both both spouses. Again, I wasn't speaking to the men because this is not a podcast for men, but I think it goes both ways, right? We are both called to present our best best selves to one another. And it's supposed to come out of love. That's the point of this. Again, like you married that person, you chose that person, you promised to love, honor, obey them, respect them, everything. And I think it's a sign of respect to present them with the best that you can, right? And I think it's similar to rather than think like, oh, I think that's what, again, the fe- I don't want to be so redundant, but that the feminist movement really seems like is the after effects is that like it feels like uh, kind of like we're fighting back against that now. Like, oh, I'm not going to print myself for my husband. Or like, oh, I'm not going to take a second to freshen up before he comes home. Because that's so 1950s housewives. Like, I'm not going to do that. Like, we've evolved from that. But I think it's, you know, the why not? You know, I don't think it should be expected. And again, like I have three young kids and some of you have five young kids or however many young kids or twins or whatever. It's not expected. Your husband should not expect to walk in the door and find a supermodel like, you know, with her hair freshly blown out, like in super nice clothes doing, you know, loading the dishwasher and also the house smells great and whatever. But I think it's nice to have something to strive for. Not that, not exactly that, but to think like, well, if you can real quick throw on some lip gloss before your husband gets there, like it's a nice gesture. It's out of love for him, not out of obligation, but the obligation is there. I think it's likened, this is just my own opinion, to following the Ten Commandments, right? Like we have these laws from God to follow and it's one thing to totally follow them just out of obligation and we're just like, oh, it's that guilt, feeling, and shame, like I should do this, but I don't want to. Where if it's flipped on its head and we follow the commandments because we love God so much and it comes from love and relationship, then it feels a little bit different. It feels lighter when we follow those commandments because again we know it's for our good I think it's similar with our husbands like we should be doing this out of love caring for our bodies and our minds and our emotions and everything out of love to 
present the best version that we can of ourselves to them. But that's, you know, love is not a feeling. It's not supposed to be a feeling. It's not supposed to be an emotion. But a lot of times we're not feeling like doing it right. And that's where we can fall back on the obligation. I don't know if that makes sense to you. But like, for example, one of the commandments, right? Keep the Sabbath day holy. Well, there might be some weeks I'm super looking forward to going to mass and I'm excited to go and, you know, in the right disposition. And then some weeks, Sunday rolls around. I'm like, oh, man, we got to keep the kids quiet the whole time again. Like, pack up the bag. Like, we're going to mass. And it's a pinch. It's a little bit. It feels more like an obligation. So I think having this front of mind of, okay, like, on those days you don't want to get up and work out. On those days where you have had a bad day and you just want to eat a whole cheesecake by yourself and you think it's going to make you feel better, spoiler alert, it's not going to long term. <laughs> but seriously, I've been there, again, sharing this because I've been there, to think, like, well, no, I love my husband more than cheesecake and I want to present, you know, the happiest, healthiest version of myself that I can within reason with what I can control. And hopefully that is going both ways as well. All right. Those are my thoughts for you today, ladies. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you so much for joining and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.